I want you to listen carefully to me this morning because this is not a usual thing. I'm going to speak not the way I'm speaking, not the way I'm teaching in the Bible school, but I'm going to speak as a man full of his grace. Amen. And the reason why this program is coming up is for you to contact grace. Amen. Praise God. And I'm also going to speak as an elder of faith for the past 43 years. I don't know the age of some of you here, but for the past 43 years, I've been preaching the gospel. Amen. And in preaching the gospel, I've acquired so many grace. I did not acquire the grace once. It's step by step. More grace were added to me every time and all through the years. And so what I'm going to say this morning, let it have meaning in you. Because when you talk about grace, you are not going to talk about something that is once or twice. You are going to talk about something that is continuum. See, continuum. The grace that some people have when they first give their life to Jesus, if they are faithful, they are going to contact more grace as they go along with the Lord. So it's not just a one-time thing. Then the second thing is that there are so many grace in the kingdom of God that you can contact. When people follow Jesus in those days, the Bible says that when he goes, thousands follow him. What were they looking for? Grace. They want to contact grace. And so many contact grace of deliverance, so many contact grace of healing, so many contact grace of provision. You see so many grace in him and you are going to contact the one you need at the hour you need for the purpose you need. That is what we call ministry. That is what we call a man of God. A man of God is a man that is full of grace. Hallelujah. Young people at this time, in Nigeria today, you are missing some things. You are missing some things because the people that you are relating with now, they're not genuine. Amen. Praise God. We have related with men with grace in this country. And we contacted grace from them. And we are now distributing the grace to other people. That's what ministry is all about. That's what church is all about. Some people will be attending some church. Their life will be destroyed, continually destroyed. And I used to tell you here, if you attend a church and the man of God has 10 cars, amen, and throughout two years you cannot go back, buy a car, leave that church. That church does not belong to you. Because if that church, if that man of God, if he has grace, the grace is supposed to pass to you, isn't it? But it is in your generation we see that people will sit down in the church until they get old. 
nothing will happen to them. In my generation, we will run away from such a church. We'll be looking for grace. And that's why today, many of us are where we are and we know better. This country has produced men and women of grace. Dynamic men and women of grace were produced in this country. And these people were respected worldwide. Americans respect them. Canadians respect them. Many of them are getting old right now. We who took over from them because they are in their 70s, we are in our 60s, we are the one who was contacting grace from them, we are replacing them. Amen. And it is my prayer that all of you also will replace us. Because it's a continuum. It's a continuum. It's a continual thing. So this morning I choose to speak to you on what I call grace is all you need. Amen. What do I say? I didn't say you should say you. Appropriate it to yourself. Everything you need is grace. It's grace. The reason for church is the grace, the grace of Jesus. This grace is what you call anointing to. It is what you call gifts to. It is what you call power. That's the reason for church. If there is no grace in church, people should go to Babalao. Because people are finding solutions. They, they want to find solutions. When Selector came up in this country, you know the man was not here. He was in the Republic. Oshafa. Though he belongs here, you know, by naturalization, he's from, he's from Ogun uh, State. But he was born in Benin Republic. He grew up in Benin Republic. He started that church in the Benin Republic until some of the Nigerians who used to go to him to get something from him said he should come to Nigeria. And when he came to Nigeria, he became something else. The church became multiplied and he began to have Followership that he has not been able to have in the Republic, billionaires begin to sort him. Millionaires begin to go to him. Why? They want something, isn't it? It became a challenge for those of us who have the original. So we say, no, this cannot continue. This man is not receiving people. He doesn't have this thing. And when some of us made approach to him, that he should allow his members to come to us for our ministry, to refuse. Amen. And whereas, he's selling a fake program. He doesn't have the grace. So what do we do? We pray that God should take him away. Hallelujah. I said we prayed. That this man is distorting the gospel. People are following him. And it seems he has a solution and he doesn't have a solution. We actually pray that God should take him away. And we pray. The day he's going to die, he died in an accident. On Lagos, but immediately he died. 
worms began to come out of his body. They began to eat him. Come out of his body. You can imagine that. Immediately he died, he ran in a bush. Worms began to come out of his body. <laughs> That's how God took him away. Hallelujah. All those who do not have genuine grace, how did T.B. Joshua die? It became a problem too. That many people who are supposed to give their life to Christ did not give their life to Christ. Because they have one Baba somewhere. Thank you. The Baba is there. I remember one man. He put the picture of T.B. Joshua in his office. They always put his picture in there. He said, when you go to the office of the man, he said, that is my Baba. That is the one behind me. Then I always tell people that this man will end one day. Very, very And he ended. Because it's not the original grace. Amen. Amen. Anything that is not original is fake. And anything that is fake is going to end. Hallelujah. But there is a grace. And there are portable of grace in the house of God. In the church of God. Ministry is not about screaming. Hallelujah. About shouting that some of your generation are used to. Ministry is being proven. Amen. You prove it. If you have that anointing, you have the grace, you prove it. Everybody come in contact with you, we know. You prove it. Their life will be transformed. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. They'll begin to sing a new song because of the grace they have contacted. Hallelujah. Church should not be attended if not because you are looking for grace. You want to contact grace. I started my journey from the Catholic Church. The first church I was inducted to by my grandmother was a Catholic Church. My grandmother was a staunch Catholic. He was a Catholic missionary. So you know what I mean. He's not somebody who doesn't know, who just cut in church. No, he is nitty gritty of the faith. So, so he carried all of us there. Hallelujah. My mother was Catholic. My father was Anglican. You see that combination? Eh? It was a tough time before my mother knew how to worship in the Anglican way. Because let us pray. Mama will take up his uh, rosary and start counting. And my father will start shouting. Mama Coyote, Mama Coyote, this is all these days. You never stop this rosary. And he'll be telling my father that that's all I used to. My, grand, my mother taught me all this. My father taught me all this. Because our father and our, mo- and, uh, our mother were both Catholic missionaries. They met on the field and they married each other. Hallelujah. And I enjoyed it all. But it was religion. But I enjoy all those sanctimonious presence in the church. I like it so much. Oh, my, I want to be like those priests. I like it. The, the different kind of light in the atmosphere. And how we take the, what do you call it now? I will take the Holy Communion, not the way you take it there, because you have to do like this and all that. 
I enjoy all. But my soul was still starving for something. I need something. I need grace. Special blessing of Bishop. I enjoy it. The bishop will put his ring on his finger and begin to sprinkle onto us with children. And another time came, they said, they don't do those things now, but in those days, <coughs> we children, they said they, we should come and kiss the ring of the bishop. You know, we go, we line up like this. We start kissing the ring of the bishop, and it will be blessed. Until one day, my medicine brother now bites the finger of the bishop. <laughs> and my grandmother scolded him. Scolded him. He eventually lived with the bishop. He was given as a boy to the bishop. You know, later. My grandmother scolded him. Why did you do this, Hakim? Why did you do this? You know, but eventually he was the one that was given to the bishop to live with the bishop. Bishop Fid was an Irish man. Hallelujah. I enjoyed those things. I liked them. Until my soul is telling me that I needed grace. Hallelujah. I needed grace. I needed to contact something. So it was this drive. So when I entered the Anglican Church, because it was at the point when uh, my grandmother wanted to take us to seminary, junior seminary, you know, and uh, now we go to the priest line. And we are five boys. You know, and we go through the priest line from junior seminary to senior seminary in Ibadan. You know, the senior is in Ibadan. The junior seminary is in Akure. And you know, you do your school start and all that. And my, my father said, he knew the implication. The implication is that we, the boys, will not get married. Amen? Yeah. <laughs> we will not have a wife. So my father protested. He said, Mama, 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 I'm an Anglican. You know I'm an Anglican. Leave these boys. I'm not saying you should not take them to church, but that area, Mama, leave it. Amen. Amen. That was how my father, my grandmom, another grandmom, father's side, though, took me to Anglican. My grandmother, mother's side, was a Catholic. My grandmother, father's side, was an Anglican. And she single-heartedly sponsored the church, built the church in Akure, my grandmother, father's side. And so we moved to St. Stephen Anglican Church where my grandmom was a prominent person. Again, I was in the choir. I was in the youth ministry. And yet, I'm still looking for grace. Something is absent inside me. The void is inside me for God to feel. And I was thirsty. My grandmom would call me, I alone, among the siblings, and start praying for me. I don't know what he saw. You understand? My grandmom, even in the Catholic, will call me to a room and start praying for me. He will tell me, don't join your siblings. God is going to use you. God is going to use you. And my grandmom also, father's side, will do the same thing. Today I'm a minister of the gospel. Maybe there are some things they saw there. Hallelujah. Let's see what John said. When Jesus was seen, was, was being introduced, let's see what John said. <clears throat> Hallelujah. 
John in John chapter 1. No, John chapter 2. John chapter 2. You know that I don't have my glasses here. Somebody reached from John chapter 2, verse. Eh? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. On the third day, there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee. No, 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 no. Okay. Praise God. Sorry, John chapter 1, verse. Okay. John 1. Yeah, verse 19. Is it 19 or 20 now? John 1. Mm. I'll read from verse from verse 14. Okay. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and, and truth. truth. Yeah. And John bare witness of him and cried, saying, This was he of him I speak. He that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness we have received, for his fullness of all we received, and grace for grace. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Christ Jesus. Amen. Let's, let's stop there. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The Holy Son of God, full of grace and truth. Hallelujah. The Holy Son of God full of grace and truth. Full. Full of grace and truth. From him we have received grace for grace. And so this recommendation of John had not been given to anybody in the history of Israel. It was not given to Rabbi. It was not given to the scribes. It was not given to the Pharisees, priests. It was not given to the Sadducees. But John, the prophet, said, I am come to introduce him. This is the person that Moses and everybody has written about. This is our Savior. This is the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. The reason why I was brought forth, if you read further in that John chapter 1, he said, the reason why I was sent to come and baptize is to reveal him. Because if there is no event, people will not know him. And he told us that I don't know him. But the person that told me to go and baptize have told me that upon the person that you see the Holy Spirit descending upon like a dove is the one. And I've seen it. And I've witnessed it. That this is the Son of God. That's my ministry. To introduce him. To show him to the world that this is the one that has grace. All the scribes, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the Sadducees and Pharisees, that's what we call them. One of them sees far, didn't see near. The other one sees sad, you see that they are very sad. Hallelujah. 
So he met all those sad you sees and fire you sees on the ground. They don't have grace. He didn't tell anybody that they have grace. God never said that these Sadducees and Pharisees and Sadducees have grace. But when Jesus came on board, the prophet said, the one we have been looking for, he's the one. The Bible said the second day, he saw him walking and he said, this is the lamp of God that taketh away the sin of the world. And immediately he said that, Two of John's disciples, a man, Andrew, the brother of Peter, one of them, they left their master. They went to him immediately. Who will not go to the one that have grace? Amen. 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 When they are not your generation that dances in the church and all that, and they are not, amen, do you know that Dangote, who is a Muslim, is saying it now that the position I occupy today was because of Bidawza. Can you imagine a Muslim saying that? That the wealth I have today is because of Bidawza. Have you ever heard him saying that? He said it many times. An event happened. Because an event must happen before grace is dispersed. T.L. Osborn came to Nigeria, an American evangelist, hosted by Idaosa. And T.L. Osborn was coming back to Lagos from Benin to cash his flight to America. By the time he left Idaosa, came to the airport, the aircraft is booked, full. And this is stated in the book of Idaosa, that Idaosa wrote. Fire in my bones. That's the title of the book. If you get it, you can go with it. These are the books you should be reading. Not all these academic step and all that. Eh? Those are the books that have grace. Fire in my bones by Idaosa. Go and read it. Or a robot, Sipfe. Go and read it. You see men who have carried grace. T.L. Osborne said, I have never seen that kind of faith being demonstrated before in my life. Idaosa entered the aircraft. He said, good, good, good morning, everybody. He said, good morning, sir. As you see that my guest is going to go to Lagos to catch his flight to America. And I want one of you to do me a favor. Give my guest his seat. Then you will go later. So that he can catch his flight. Anyone that we do that here, I'll bless him. I'll pray for the person. And my friend will pray for the person. My friend is here right now. Danguti came up and stood up and left that seed, seed for Tierno's book. That is the beginning of his work. That day, he contacted Grace. And he's saying it, and yet he's a Muslim. So he led, went with the, the following five. For grace, for honoring God's servant, I may give it to him. Look at where he is today. Hallelujah. I want to teach you young people, it's not all this struggling you are doing about. This struggling. No, it's grace you need. It's grace. 
When that grace enters your life, you become a different person. Hallelujah. I know a man in Ghana. He's the first multimillionaire in Ghana. By the time Maurice Eolo came to Ghana for a conference, this man was a young man. He has nothing. He doesn't even have a job. He doesn't have a job. But he's a Christian. And as long as I said, Maurice Eolo, enter the airport. Please, 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 I'm going to Kumasi. I want somebody to drive me to Kumasi. By road, I cried to Tumasi is four hours. I don't want to miss that conference. Amen. Praise God. I don't want to miss it. I don't want, please, can anyone drive me? Amaku said, uh, what's the name of this man now? He's a multi-millionaire in Ghana. He said, I will drive you, sir. No, no. no. He said, I will drive you, sir. He said, okay. Can you drive me? He took Moise Olu, driving like crazy, four hours, for him to meet that conference in Kumasi. And they took him there. When he dropped in the conference venue, Moise Olu says, young man, what do you do? He said, I have no job. He said, because you drive me, don't worry, later. And he laying hand upon this man, and contacted Chris. The man became a multi-millionaire. He was the first poultry man in Ghana. Making millions. When Rolling came and was killing everybody, every businessman who has ever borrowed money from bank and did not pay, Rolling killed everybody. They said he should go and bring his books, he bought his books. Rolling, the revolutionary country was there. They look at him. Let him go. Rolling spare his life. Let him go. Because that time, Rolling was the, used to be up with hemp. He would smoke, 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 smoke. He would drink, drink. When he come to the revolutionary court, he would say, blood will flow today. Blood will flow today. Bring me the blood that will flow today. Bring me the blood that will flow today. That's running. Many died. When this man got there, he looked at the man. Let him go. That's grace. That's grace. Your generation need to learn so many things. All the, sometimes all this struggling you are doing together is it, not necessary. Once you are a Christian, you can contact grace. If Dangote, who is a Muslim, can contact grace by honoring the man of God, you can contact more. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. You can contact more. And all this struggling, Nigeria is about to change now. Let me tell you, another change is coming. Amen. Some people are running to run to America, run to Canada, run to UK, they are just wasting their time. Amen. By the time Nigeria changes again now, Nigeria will now be producing young millionaires again. Amen. All these uh, Jagudi Jara people would have gone. We don't know whether they are going to kill them or whatever. Hmm? Amen. Praise God. That's the time for you. 
Your time has come. What do I see? Your time has come. Nigeria is about to change again. So it will bring your time. Your time will come. All these ones that all these your generation are walking the street, no job, nothing. They are sweating day and night. And going into ritual, killing their girlfriend, killing their boyfriend. Yeah, because they want to have money. It is this situation that brought that. It is the frustration and hopelessness that these politicians have brought Nigeria into. There is skepticism now. Nobody trusts anybody. Whether it's BDP or people are not trusting anybody anymore. When you open your phone and you see them shouting, I will, why didn't they do it before? Eh? Why are they saying? You see, people are disenchanted with politics right now. There's somebody with me in this ministry before. He used to collect uh, Netscape and collect meat from them. All these uh, APC people. I used to tell them, tell them that you will pay for this meat and uh, meat and Netscape you are collecting from these people. You are going to pay for them. I said, no, sir. It is uh, these people that will enter. This is also the where is it? Ajaka, bam, Then I said, and you are in this church praying, and you are trusting somebody outside. The man is dead now. He died. Because I told him you are going to pay. I'm not talking about one party or whatever. It's everybody. Every of these politicians. If they give you something, they are going to collect it back with their left hand. No, let them hear me. Don't edit it. I want them to hear me. Ah. On television or radio, I speak. When I start my radio program, you'll be hearing me talk. Me? They are used to me. This man never compromised. Always speak his mind, you know. God is feeding me. I don't, I don't need any cover from them. Praise God. The one who called me is with me. But for your generation, you need grace. Amen. Amen. You need grace to lift you up. It is grace that is going to lift you. It is contacting grace. There are some things that. In this school, we used to teach this uh, this uh, uh, Bible school we had here. That we used to teach young people. Some of them, sometimes you people think we are playing. I'm teaching you out of the experience I've had for so many years. Hallelujah. My siblings, in my father's house, when you are growing up, they are, they are the one who walk and never walked. Amazing. Me, yeah, I never work. They will tell me that they go to so so so, they employ them somewhere, they are acting with a man who will be paying them salary. I never did. Hallelujah. I was always conscious in my spirit. Everybody say, My spirit. Because what you are going to become, your spirit will be telling you. If you are conscious, you are sensitive to your spirit to be telling you. And how you are going to become it. Sometimes your spirit will give you message. 
Hallelujah. The only work I did in my life is to teach for almost two years at the secondary school. Before God said, I didn't call you to do this, you leave. Amen. Amen. I used to hear reports of those of my friends who are working then, who are writing messages then, they were earning salary then. I'm not saying all those things are bad, right? Eh? Grace will leave you, lift you above them. Amen. You understand? I'm not saying you should go and resign. Eh? But hope for the best. Right? Believe for the best. Grace will take you to the best. Amen. That's what I'm telling you. My wife had the same experience. By the time all our, all our mates were getting work and becoming a psychedelic lady in Lagos, she has no work. She cannot even step out into any get, get together with them. And they will call her, where are you now? Where are you now? But when grace entered her life, all these people began to kill at her doorstep. All of them. I remember some people have despised me in this Lagos. You know, their brethren have been used to, and now the, one of them was working in Chevron. And I, I needed money to rent a place for church. I went to him. I didn't want to go to him. So my brother, my two brothers, we said, let's go there. It's my our brother, and I should be able to give us money to pay. When I got there, he began to sermonize me. Was sermonizing me. Was even telling me that he want to sell the Volkswagen right now. That within some time they are bringing the money. You know, the Volkswagen is sold. They, they are bringing the money back to me. He said, "But my brother, I'm not going to give you. I'm not going to give you the money to rent a place. Go and work." I'm not happy that you are a graduate like myself and you are not working. He attended the uh, Polytechnic, he attended university. That's why he's saying that uh, you are more than me. And you are now coming to, you go and work. I said, yes, sir. He's my brother, very close. Few years ago, when he had what God was doing, he was the same person that called me. Ah, my brother, I learned things are now different. I said, yes, praise the Lord. Praise God, it's different now. My brother, I learned that you do crusade everywhere. Right? Yes, praise the Lord, somebody. <coughs> That's grace. He <coughs> said, person that summonized me. He told me he's not going to give me money. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> he said, somebody told me that he saw you on television. I said, yes. That's, that's the new thing. Amen. At that time, he has retired from Chevron. At that time, he was calling me he's sick. His junior brother had to pay for, for his health. For his bill. He did a house in Zongota. Now let's see the song water. 
Among all we friends, I was the only one that did not get to that house. He tried to get me there. I said, no. When you have despised me, what am I going to do in your house? Amen. Then he said, my brother, where did you build? I said, I built in Omoli Estate, Omoli 1. Ah, I do buy one He said, those are the streets of uh, money bags. He himself said it. I didn't say it. Huh? It is the streets of billionaires you build. I say, yes, that is where I am. I congratulate you. I say, yes, thank you. That's grace. Those who are despising you right now, grace will come. Amen. They will not be able to despise you again. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. They will not be able to despise you. Because grace will locate you and shut their mouth up. It's better to see than to hear. You don't know. Oh, right. He said, Baba said it's better to see than to hear. Do you know why? Eh? You can forget what you hear. You can never forget what you see. Hmm? You can forget what you hear. And people do forget what they hear. Some people will gather in church on Sunday and the pastor will demonstrate, will preach, will do all, will demonstrate and all that. When they step out the door, ask them what is the sermon topic. They forgot it. And I think pastor will put their hands on their head. I think pastor said, I think pastor said, they forgot it. But do you know something? You can never forget what you see. You register more in your brain. So when people see your breakfast, they will never forget. When they hear it from afar, they can forget. But when they come there and say, he, hallelujah, they will never forget. My prayer for you is that God will make those who despise you to see your breakthrough. God will make them to see that grace is now working for you. And that is the reason for this program. I'm going to speak more in the evening session. Hallelujah. But I'm saying it. When you are you see, this young man, Kunaya, I saw him in my revelation. He told me in that revelation, Daddy, I think uh, I'm going to be attending this church. That's what he told me. And I told Billy when I saw him. And I used to ask Billy, where is Kunaya? He said, I don't know what is wrong with Kunaya. Kunaya did not want to leave the church. I said, uh, I said, I said, he said, yeah, I've tried, oh, I've called him, he's my friend. That Naya is my friend. You know, he's my friend, but it's not coming near. I said, but I saw this young man in my revelation. And he said, Daddy, he met me outside. 
You understand? I was standing outside in that revelation and came for me so I said, Daddy, I think I will begin to attend this church. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So when you have that kind of thing, it is not Billy that is calling you tonight. Eh? Are you listening to me? Tonight are you listening? It's not Billy that is calling you. It's not even me. It's plan or purpose of God for your life that made me to see that thing that you belong here. And I'm giving you a tosa now. Not that I want to walk God's work for him. He will walk his walk inside you. Because his plan and purpose, no matter the, the strings that are tying you, no string can tie people from plan and purpose of God for their life. Hallelujah. Praise God. This young man is Billy's friend too. We didn't know he was going to be in this church. He told us that uh, when I just saw my friend Billy, I felt, let me just be supporting my friend Billy and Tom. Because he's always dreaming to be a billionaire and he's going to be in Jesus' name. Amen. I call him Mr. Prophet in this church, you know. He always dreams. I like people to dream, you know. <clears throat> if, you, if you don't dream sometimes, the anointing cannot work for you. You understand? Mm -hmm. <coughs> he told me, he told everybody that I'm here. When I first invited to this church, I told my friend Billy, let me go and support my friend Billy. Start support, I understand. I understand what you mean by support. Give my friend Billy money to run his church. And uh, yes, he wants to know why I Amen. You see, those stories I've had in my 43 years of ministry, I had those stories of people with that mindset. I have a friend, he's a full-time evangelist now. He's going everywhere. But he's, he's an accountant. So he said he left for England and said he wants to support ministry. He said that's just to support ministry. I don't have time to be preaching and all. He's a Christian, committed one. Today, God has proven to him nobody can support my ministry. I want you to come <laughs> and preach. And today he's preaching everywhere. You know? Another example is my wife. My wife had this dream of supporting God's work. Not getting involved. Like one time he was telling me, I don't have all these uh, things that is happening in this church. That I don't have people uh, to support. God bless me and uh, contact the grace and all that. God bless me and when God bless me, I just support God's work and all that. <laughs> I was laughing. I was laughing because one day I was in Revelation, the ninth Revelation, and God told me He has given her a lot of gifts of the Spirit. Then I told her, you are not, yes, God will bless you, right? The grace will work for you. And it has worked for her, amen? amen. But not only that, you are going to preach. You are going to be involved in God's work. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, when you are young, you used to have fantasy ideas. Even if those ideas are not going to work, you have them. 
for nobody will deny you at all. Because that was when he was going to walk. And better you realize it that it's only grace that is going to prop you up. It's not a fantasy idea. Better you realize it. Better you know quickly. Better you keep faith quickly. In Jesus' name. And Femi too does not look as a preacher when I knew him. He looked as a ragamuffin. He was actually a ragamuffin. When he comes to this house, I would believe, that's your friend. He doesn't call me here. He doesn't call me here. Why is it that he's not coming me here? Comb his beard. And Billy said, Daddy, I should leave him alone. He's my friend and all that. He said, Dead today. Pastor Femi is no more a ragamuffin. Amen. Amen. The power of God came and transformed him. And today he's preaching. Amen. He's teaching the gospel. That's what grace does. And as long as you stay under this grace, you will contact grace. Grace will work for you. You see, the problem of young people is that <clears throat> they like browsing concerning church. Browsing. Hmm? The grace is not in the building. The grace is not in the name of any church. Because there is no name of any church in heaven. You understand? The grace is in a man. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I used to tell you that all these things that happen in this church, you prophesy, you speak in tongues, you prophesy, you deliver message, is all in my spirit. Because I'm an apostle. So those grace flow out from me. And every, if I leave this place today, I start another church somewhere. The moment I inaugurate the church and I pray, the same thing that is happening here will be happening there. There was a time I, I asked some people to go and launch one of our programs in Ghana. And I was in Lagos. I couldn't go. I was doing some things. And they started calling me, hey, your spirit is here. You are not here. If you see the thing that is happening here, your spirit is there. You are not here. But everything that is happening, we know is from you. Amen. That's what Paul said. He said, my spirit goes with you. That's what Paul said. Hallelujah. I pray you contact grace. I pray this grace you are contacting will work for you. I pray the grace will lift you up. In Jesus' name. Let's rise up on our feet.